I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is PsychHacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is all men pay. Now, as we'll see, how much they pay depends on a few different factors. However, when it comes to women, all men pay one way or another. There's this fantastic scene in the movie Jack Reacher, where Jack, played by Tom Cruise, is approached by a very attractive young woman in a bar. I'll put a link to the scene in the description below. She makes it very clear that she would like to leave with him, and he replies that he can't afford her. When she indignantly responds that she's not a hooker, he replies that, well, then he really can't afford her. And this exchange makes people laugh, because, like all good jokes, there's some truth to it. In general, when it comes to women, the more transactional the relationship, the less you actually pay. This is because, like if we're talking about literal prostitution, men in these situations only pay with money. On the other hand, if you're dating for a committed relationship, you're generally paying with time, with attention, with exclusivity, with compromise, and with money and there is never any guarantee of sex. So while you technically might be spending less money on a date than you would on a prostitute, the value of all the other things you could be surrendering for seeking sex in a relationship is likely collectively greater than the difference in the financial transactions. The upshot is, if you're a man, you will have to pay to access the opportunity for sex one way or another. And that's just the way it is. However, there is a silver lining here, which is that the price of that access is inversely proportional to the particular woman's interest and attraction. This means that the more she likes you, the greater the discount you will receive, though it will never be entirely free. A woman who is very, very attracted to you will make it cheap and easy to access her time and will clear the way to access the sexual opportunity. The flip side of this is that the men who pay the most are the ones that women are interested in the least. Let me say that again. The men who pay the most are the ones that women are interested in the least. And to the extent that men want to be with women who want to be with them, this means that the higher the price, the lower the rational basis for paying it. This is because the more you pay, the less you get what you want. And though this is sad, it kind of makes sense. If a woman isn't authentically interested in a man, if she's not very attracted to him, then she will need to be compensated in other ways in order to stick around. As I've previously explained, women treat men the way men treat jobs. If the compensation at a certain company is not the highest, which all of the things being equal make it an unattractive option for a potential employee, then this company will generally have to provide a number of other perks and privileges to compensate for that lower salary. Maybe they offer work from home or unlimited PTO or on-site training or exposure opportunities or health insurance, etc. Whatever it is, they will have to give more to compensate for their lower salary. And all of those perks are actual costs for the potential employer. 
by the same token. Men who are not as attractive to a specific woman end up paying more in terms of indirect costs and intangibles in order to secure the same opportunity. Does that make sense? This means that as a man, if you want to have more affordable access to women, your primary consideration should be increasing your overall attractiveness. This is because attractiveness allows men to access the same sexual opportunity at a discount. This will likely mean investing time and money into cultivating this dimension of your presentation. However, you're going to be paying either way. And if this is true, it makes more sense to pay into self-investment than into any given sexual opportunity. Now, before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this video to someone who might benefit from its message. It's word of mouth referrals like this that really help to make the channel grow. You can also hit the super thanks button. It's the three little dots in the lower right-hand corner and tip me in proportion to the value you feel you derive from this episode because it's those donations that make all of this possible. I really appreciate your support. Now, this perspective can be difficult for some men to understand because a lot of men have this belief that all women want relationships. This belief is less true than the complementary belief that all men want sex, which is not entirely true, but is mostly true. It's going to sound strange to some women out there, but a lot of men believe that A, you want a relationship with every man you sleep with, and B, that you only sleep with men with whom you're in a relationship. And neither of these things is true. However, these beliefs are a big part of why A, men you're not sleeping with are trying to get you into a relationship because they think they are giving you what you want in exchange for what they want, i.e. sex, and B, men you do sleep with ghost you after you sleep with them because they think that you'll want to tie them down forever if they ever see you again. The belief that men just want sex isn't true because despite the fact that men's standards are generally pretty low, they do still have standards. This means they are going, there's going to be a lot of women that they're legitimately not going to be interested in sexually. It's also true that the women that men would be interested in having a relationship with are a subset of the women that men are interested in sleeping with. Similarly, the belief that women just want a relationship isn't true because, in general, women have extremely high standards for their relationships. And this is true, God help me, even if they are not the most attractive women. Like, I've met sixes with higher standards than nines. Which, just like a local bakery with high prices and mediocre pastries, makes me wonder how they stay in business. In any case, it's also true that the men that women are interested in having a relationship with are a subset of the men that women are interested in sleeping with. Despite men's beliefs to the contrary, women do not just want a relationship with anyone and everyone. And every woman is not actually trying to lock you into a relationship by default. All things being equal, whether a woman desires sex and or a relationship from any given man depends on two factors, his value and his attractiveness. Value means things like his net worth, his social status, and his lifestyle. 
Attractiveness means his physicality, his sexiness, and his swagger. We can visualize these in a two-by-two two Punnett square like so. As you can see, if you're an attractive, high-value man, women will likely desire a relationship with you, but if you don't want one, they'd be willing to offer you sex. On the other hand, if you are an attractive, low-value man, they'd be open to a sexual relationship. And if you're an unattractive, high-value man, they will be open to the possibility of a relationship, but sex will likely be an infrequent occurrence. And of course, men who are neither get nada. Makes sense? The point here is that as a man, it is entirely possible to secure sexual opportunities with women without paying all the direct and indirect costs associated with a relationship. However, you still will have to pay something and you will need to be attractive. What do you think? Does this fit with your own experience? Let me know in the comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. You may also consider becoming a channel member with perks like priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As always, thank you for listening.